0: It's Melinda from Hope When There Was None, and on today's Teachable Tuesday, I'm digging into unresolved trauma. Now, if you haven't visited my page before, I am Melinda Kunst. I share my story, also bringing empowerment and education to what abuse is, what emotional traumas are. Now, these can be anything from a separation in a relationship, toxic family members, perhaps you have an abusive member in your home, an intimate partner. So these are things that I touch on. If I don't know what it's about um, for a particular topic, I will bring on somebody that has a little more insight, a little more information. So today, it's just me. It's Teachable Tuesday. And I wanted to talk about unresolved trauma. And what brought this on was um, was chatting with a friend. And I don't even know how we got in the subject. It's one of those things You, you start talking to somebody and it just starts rolling. So I was just sharing with her about getting my hair cut. It's like, oh, I was going to get my hair cut and how it was almost like an epiphany one day for me that I just was going back and forth. I remember sitting in my car, I was on my way to work or on my way home from work, but I was in the car and I'm thinking to myself, oh, should I get my hair cut? And this was some time ago. This wasn't recently. So um, should I get a cut? Maybe I should grow out long because I do want lovely locks someday. I want to do stuff like braid it make it look really pretty and do uh, pretty curls, you know, sea salt waves or something like that. But I haven't gotten to the point, and even back then, I couldn't get to the point It's either too long to do something with or too short to do something with. So it was driving me crazy. So I'm sitting in the car going back and forth with myself because that's my place. One of my safe places is in the car when I'm by myself where I will hash out arguments in my mind. I'll talk to myself, get to the root of different problems and issues. And so this is where I spend my time. A lot, of, a lot of moments are very impactful and very um, eye-opening for me when I'm in the car. I don't know if, if you have a special safe place or a place where you talk things out, situations and so on in your mind, let me know. For me, again, it's in the car. So I'm chatting away and then it hit me. Wow. I am just worrying, not even worrying, but thinking about cutting my hair. Now see, this was big for me because I had been, I don't remember how many years, maybe two or three years or five years out of my relationship with my abuser. And it I was so consumed with him. Mr. Awesome and I would joke that what happens when your divorce is finished, we won't have anything to talk about. Which we still do because if you're with an abuser, a toxic person, There's never not any drama, even to, I just got messages last week from my ex. So there's never not any kind of drama or them trying to pull you into anything. It's almost like, well, please just let me go already. They're just trying to draw you back in. They know that, especially when you're just out, they know that you're still in that vulnerable state. And so they'll try and drag you back in. Literally, they just know that, um, that it's still new. And it seems like that happens across the board, just different people that I've chatted with. This seems to be the norm for them. That person doesn't want to let them go. But anyway, so uh, that realization hit me in the car. I'm just focused on my haircut. Wow, that was big for me because I had been so hyper focused on my divorce, on worrying about looking over my shoulder, being in that fear state that. All I could think about is oh, am I going to get cut really short? Am I going to get a buzz cut? <laughs> that was a happy moment for me where it's like, yes, I am so excited that this is all that I'm, I'm centered on, that I'm worried about, air, air quotes there, is just getting my hair cut. Now, if you are just leaving out of a toxic relationship, you might think that this is never going to happen for you, but it will, it will. It'll take time. And who knows how long I'd actually been in that state of um, of not thinking about my ex. But that was just a realization that everything that I'm doing is working. All the self-healing, all the self-love, all of my um, talking and journaling, all of this is finally coming together. And it's working for me that I'm not focused solely on my ex and the crazy divorce or whatever crazy threats that he has, that I'm actually making progress to think about something other besides him. And he wasn't taking up space in my head at that point in time. I know that sometimes when you are going through this toxic relationship with somebody, again, it could be your mom, it could be your dad, sister, brother, co-worker whoever that is for you they might be taking up space they're renting space up here don't let them and it was very pivotal for me to realize that his voice wasn't in my head so I just had to share that. So We're talking about unresolved trauma. And the reason why it was so important for me to start this healing journey is because I couldn't keep on the path that I was on. It was very self-destructive for myself. I was just gonna start going back into those patterns that were negative. And um, what we're talking about is the eating, food is comfort for me. And this is something that I still do, but not like I used to. I don't fall back on the Twinkies or making myself up a pot of mac and cheese or rice or something. Um, so I'm working to break these things. Again, this takes time. Healing from your past hurts does take time. And sometimes we just view trauma, and this is what I did, is something that happens to a firefighter, policeman, someone that's been in the military, where trauma can be something that's just startling for you. You could have had a car accident, a deer could have ran out in front of your car and now you're in that anytime you go down the road, you're very maybe skittish about deer. I know I am around this time. We, I live in a country area where there's a lot of corn, a lot of fields around me. So I can, I'm very concerned about when those deer pop out or other wild turkeys or anything like that. So, But I'm just trying to say trauma isn't just for those other people, it can happen to you too. And it can be anything that it just impacts you, something that just has serious injury, maybe to yourself, your body, perhaps it's it's um, that violent act. It could be that you were bullied in school. It could be emotional trauma. There's a lot of different ways to to look at that because emotional trauma, mental trauma, all that can be just as equally painful. It's like a wound to your body, just emotionally. Sometimes I always thought that having that emotional wound was almost worse than having that physical wound because you can't see that area that you need help or attention to, but it's in there. So if it's left unresolved, you might experience different things. You're not broken, by the way, but you will leave little little footprints if you want on your spirit on your health it could be that you um and it manifests i want to get into that uh, again it could be someone who was shaming you as a child maybe your parent uh, could be a molestation job loss there's just so many different sudden changes a sudden death sudden life altering altercation that can create this unresolved trauma okay so again you don't have to be sent off to war you don't have to be a police officer whether it's in adulthood or your childhood, it does rock your world. So if you're young, you might have scars. You might have physical star- scars, and you might even, I don't know if I almost felt like I was a little more vulnerable because how can you cope with yourself? When you're locked in a situation as a child, you're trapped with this person. You might feel that you have no recourse, and I did. I felt like I had no way to leave. go Shifting into an adulthood I still felt that, but I think so even more so as a child because, um, you know, you're locked with this person. There are brave people that do come through. There's brave kids out there right now in the past. You probably know some that actually did step up and do, did share something that happened. So, and it's a, a it's not uncommon for us just to be in denial, to put that hurt off, to be dissociated with that event, because we don't want to relive it. We can repress it. That's something we don't want it to, to relive. We really don't. We don't want to be thrust back into that trauma. So you could have some addictive behaviors. You might not be able to cope with any conflict. Me, I don't like conflict. I don't like it even now, but I'm getting a little more bolder now that I'm fabulous 50. I am getting a little more bolder to speak my my thoughts, to say, okay, I have boundaries. Even if I don't tell somebody I have boundaries, I might not actively follow them or contact them. I kind of just separate myself a little bit more. So there could be depression. Even your belief system could change too. So let's get into, I've got infographs. I love me some infographs. Now you're, we are going to talk about different uh, physical. There could be physical symptoms. Also your self-worth, your self-esteem. You could resist any change. It's positive. You could not like change at all. You could always be fearing what's going to happen next there could be those feelings of shame and embarrassment that you could also have, um, you might need or feel that you need validation from others, from outside of you in order to get what you need, whether it's love and so on. Again, I was promiscuous when I was younger and I know it's because I needed that validate. I felt like I needed that validation. I needed to find love and see what love was and so on. So I, I did a lot of this myself when I was younger codependency Um, in relationships, you might, and I know I hear this often and it it just breaks my heart, but I know I was the same way too, where I felt that I needed somebody in my life. I felt like I needed a knight or a princess or somebody to come and swoop in and save me. Um, But I didn't realize I could do it myself. And that took a lot of time to realize that. And some of you, I know I've gotten questions like, oh, well, you had Mr. Awesome. Well, before Mr. Awesome was awesome, he was just a guy. And he was, we hadn't took that leap into that relationship, air quotes. Um, So he was just a guy. He was a friend. He was just, he was really cool. And I always try and, and tell people, don't jump into that relationship so soon without starting that healing process. And I still stay with that. I do. There was a lot of work that we had to do together because he hadn't been in that situation. Um, I mentioned it before. His mom and dad were like Ozzy and Harriet, you know, leave it to be their kind of situation there. They had their martinis. They had their parties. They got along. their family things. They did family things together. So it was a different situation. He didn't see that abuse as I did. He didn't experience that. And as a child, he just had a normal upbringing. Okay. What I call normal. And for me, I had lived in that chaos and it just went and spiraled into my adulthood. So feeling like maybe you are going to be abandoned, you have that fear that someone's going to leave you or, um, or maybe let's, as an example for that, your partner is late home from work and automatically your mind switches like this. Oh, they must be fooling around. So I mean, feeling, or maybe they're going to leave me and just feeling that now that could stem from a parent. Maybe your parents stepped out quite a bit. They were gone a lot. They could have been seeing other men or women, whoever that was for them. Um, So there could be that feeling of abandonment. Mom or dad's not there for you. They're off partying all the time, especially if they were into drug use. Um, They just weren't there for you. And then you might even start taking on some abusive relations, excuse me, abusive patterns and behaviors to yourself. Self harming. For me, it was food. For me, it was binging. Um, I didn't cut a lot, but I was very suicidal. So you might have those abusive behaviors to yourself. Again, being mean to myself, being mean in my mind that I was useless, I was worthless. I, I just didn't feel like I was. I had any value. So recognizing these things is very, one, painful, but it's very healing too. Now, also you might have, let's see, I've got my infographs again, and you know I'm all about the infographs and I'm gonna share these because I really like these. I can't read these. I have bifocals, so if you see up my nose a lot, it's because I'm looking up, sorry. Sorry about that. So other besides addictions, you might have rage. You could have uh, chronic anger. You could be locked into, again, I mentioned depression, just mental health issues, anxieties. There could be physical ailments where you are living in a um, chronic illness, chronic pain. There could be also, I can't read that, just other different mood swings, perfectionism, And of course, PTSD, I can't read that. I think that's attachment disorder. Attachment something, I can't read it, but I'll share this one down below. Again, you might be just confused. There's such a range of emotions that go on with this and unresolved trauma can be brought into our relationships. So we maybe we don't allow ourselves to be happy, healthy, or have an intimate relationship like we we should. It might seem surreal for you. That seemed very surreal for me. You may decide, I'm just going to shove this down. I don't want to think about it anymore. It could have been um, just too traumatizing for you. And again, this is perfectly normal. So don't, 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 don't feel bad for, for doing this or just sucking it up. Pushing through it was something that helped me. And I noticed that I needed to do that for me. Now you might entirely not feel this way. It might be better for you, protective for you, in order to keep yourself sane. Just to to look at it in the rearview mirror. That's what a friend told me at one point in time. She's like, I just look at it in the rearview mirror. I don't. I'm not like you. This could bring on other triggers. It, again, it could tumble into your other relationships, other emotional responses. You might not even intentionally do these things, but just. This is just a result from not healing it or that you're on that healing journey and it's just stuff that you need to work on. But recognizing those things as they happen is very important, too. So if you do, by all means, please give yourself some praise there. It's just starting to recognize those patterns that you're doing. So you might have to. just start tapping into that i'm sorry i'm a little pausing i'm trying to gather my thoughts here just start tapping into that to start journaling tell a trusted friend Sorry, still gathering my thoughts again, knowing that you're not alone, that there's other people out there, trying to get the root of your trauma, understanding what it is exactly, what those effects are. You might want to read some books, join a support group. The online space is wonderful for that. Talk to a counselor, whether it's related to the behaviors um, that is going on associated with that trauma, but start trying to, you know, you might not remember all the specifics, but you do recognize. I'm doing XYZ and you know it's from this because you could have blocked out a lot of the trauma, a lot of what you went through. Start sharing your story and it doesn't have to be big like I did. Perhaps it's in a journal, writing down those past experiences, even the present experiences, writing them down telling a trusted friend. Uh, It could be sharing on social media. It could be perhaps maybe you had someone that was a witness too. You'll start to discover that there are different connections between what's happening now to what happened in your life, especially if you're carrying that because that's such a heavy load to carry. And I know I'm carrying it because I can feel it in my shoulders and my neck. I, I still do. I still feel it. Not as much as I did. Again, I'm a lot Further out than some people so but i notice like even today i have some tightness in there and i'm pretty sure it's because i'm missing a book i sell on ebay (laughs) i can't find the book and i think it's stressing me out a little bit thank goodness that's all my problems though right um so developing uh just that into intuition well yeah intuition but also being mindful of your feelings your thoughts that when you're triggered what is what set you off and remembering that again, taking it back to that person that just is late from work and you might automatically be thinking, Oh, they're late because they're fooling around. Just remember, it's not that they're not your mom. They're not your dad. They're not your ex. It's not that. And sometimes they're late just because they're late. So, but this that self-talk, that stuff in your mind that really, really trigger you or checking the history in their computer because they look like they've been on for too long. Maybe they're fooling around with somebody. You sometimes going down that rabbit hole and it's completely innocent going down that rabbit hole to to be that detective sometimes it's it's just not worth it but again noticing when you're triggered and and even telling somebody your partner saying okay i feel triggered now because you're raising your voice or um your i saw a song i saw something i heard a song so just becoming more vigilant about your healing i I guess that's basically what i want to say so rather than if you can, because again, not everybody's in that place where they want to tackle this head on. For me, I needed to, I needed to confront my past. I needed to push through it. And some people just aren't ready there, but name what emotions that are bubbling up. What are they? Go ahead. Is it sadness? Is it anger? Where are you feeling these emotions? Is it in your throat? Is it in your heart? Is it in your belly? And I'm not going to talk about chakras, but there are some things called chakras. If you need information about that, I'll be happy to tell you, but these parts in our body can be clogged because a lot of the trauma gets, again, it's unresolved or it might be that we're working on it. It does get stuck in our body. There is a book called The Body Keeps Score. I'm reading that right now. And it's just very, it's made me very humble and eye-opening for me just to see where different things are trapped. Um, And also it could be from your your trauma, whatever you experienced. If it was sexual trauma, you might have You might have areas in your lower region that are um, are plugged with different chronic illness. Uh, Maybe you have endometriosis. Perhaps if you were sodomized, maybe you have chronic constipation. If you had um, maybe everything just broke your heart and you could feel all these emotions in your heart. So you have heart issues, high blood pressure. So chronic sore throats. chronically had sore throats, I kid you not, but of course I did have, I did have back in 2007, I did have um, my tonsils out, as an adult, I don't recommend it, but (laughs) best thing I ever did, uh, because a lot of my stuff, and once I started to recognize a lot of the negative patterns with my ex, my sore throats, they weren't as, they weren't as much, now, could it be because, oh, you just got your tonsils out, I don't know, But I very rarely get sore throats now. And I had chronically had strep throat as a child. But anyway just figuring out that information for yourself, those emotions and so on can really serve you and guide you as you're healing. Okay. So what can you do to self-soothe yourself too? Do you have, I mean, do you just let it ride? Do you just let it fester? But healing entails a lot of tools. I call it my healing toolbox. What can you do? Is it journaling? And again, I encourage you journaling. I kind of push that because I know it can unlock a lot of things for you, but it can also inspire your dreams. It can push you forward. So, I mean, I I think it's really good to, because you can do a brain dump. And I might get into that in another video. Uh, Perhaps you can just get into a lot of different things that maybe can propel you forward. So for you, you also might decide to take a hot bath, Epsom salt bath, start learning some self-care behaviors that self love. So it starts to spill into your other relationships. It could be that you need a long walk. What is it for you? Now, for me also, a big part of my healing was my spiritual journey. And I needed to tap into that. And I've always been spiritual. I needed to tap into, because I felt so alone, but I know I wasn't. There's there's always whatever you call it. For me, it's God, Jesus. Uh, for you, it might be the universe, Buddha, whoever, Um Mother Earth, but I needed to see that my life was bigger. It's bigger than me. It, it's, it's more than just a journey. It was empowering for me to realize that there is something going on that I was meant for more. That I am being guided, and sometimes I go off. You know, God has me going this way, and I just said, oh, look, there's a chicken." Oh, there's sh- something shiny. It's glitter. You know, I just go off sometimes. <laughs> And, um, but I needed to know, look for the signs. I needed to realize that I wasn't alone. So I dug into my Bible. I went ahead and I would pray more. I would focus on gratitude as well. Gratitude alarm. Um, but I needed that, that time for, to grow body, mind, spirit. I I needed those. I needed that healing for myself. Um, and it made me recognize again, the power within myself, but the power that I get from the blood of Christ, the power that I get from connecting with the Holy Spirit. So again, for you, it might look totally different. That's okay. It made me stronger. It made me feel more compassionate. It made me feel more alive and look for the signs. You might be thinking, Melinda, I pray he never answers my prayers or Melinda. Yeah. I dig into my Bible. Nothing jumps out. It's not every day when something jumps out of the Bible for me. There are times where I read it and I, sometimes I get drowsy. <laughs> I admit it. Um, I get a little sleepy. And then there's sometimes I can't remember what it's called, where I'll just open my Bible. There's an, a name for it. Anybody can help me. Let me know where you just, it's not necessarily the Bible, but any book you just open it up. I usually say a prayer. What do I need? Lord, show me what I need to know. or are here today. And uh, then I'll just open up a book, and then just close my eyes and put my finger on whatever verse it is. There's a name for it; it's gonna drive me crazy. Um, but I do that—something to just connect me with that higher spirit. And I know He's there. I know He's there. You know He's all around me, ancestors, so on. I know that I have—I have this beautiful, beautiful connection with Spirit, with the Lord. And just remembering to take my time with my healing journey. And I. Hope did. I really was horrible to myself in that beginning. I didn't take the time I need. And I encourage you, if you're just starting, please do take that time. Five minutes. You know I'm all about five-minute self-care. We're not all the same. So we we all heal at different rates, in our own different way, in our own time. So maybe don't be as intense in your healing journey. Don't just, you might be hearing me saying, oh, push through it, push through it. Doesn't mean you have to do it all the day. Take time, take a break if you need to, because sometimes when we push through this healing, it could be very triggering for us. I I don't even know if I like that word. It it could just bubble up responses. There's got to be a different word for triggering, because sometimes when I hear the word triggered, I'm triggered. Now, healing that trauma is much like healing a broken bone. It's going to take time. Okay. So moving to that, it takes what six to eight weeks to heal that bone or whatever, or sometimes longer, depending on what you what you broke. So just make sure that you do get that first aid that you need for that trauma. I'm gonna just equate it to that bone. You do need that cast on, just like you need that in your emotional, your mental, and your physical health when you're dealing with healing trauma. Okay, so there comes a point where you feel that of course, loneliness, you might feel that there's nothing else you can do, you might feel helpless, empowering yourself to begin those baby steps in your journey to start healing, that is such a empowering thing for you. It gave me a lot of confidence, it gave me a lot of meaning, and it also took the focus away from being in that moment, constantly worrying about my crazy divorce, or worrying is someone going to snatch me today? Oh, hi. Hi hello, Miss Michelle. And she says that she's, you struggle to be nice to yourself. Girl, it took me a long time for me not to be that meaning. And thank you for sharing that. I do appreciate that. And you do need to share, she needs to share, to show herself love and compassion. It does take time, doll. It really does. But you'll get there and August, shameless plug, August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, I will be doing a self-love course. And it's for free. You're welcome to join on the Hope When There Was None. I do, I think I created an event for that. Or message me privately. I can get you on the list for that. Or if you just need to talk, let's get together. Let's talk. Um, I'm in Northwest Indiana. If anybody is in that area, the suburbs of Chicago and so on and want to get together for coffee or something or just do a virtual chat, by all means, message me privately. Um, I'm happy to talk. Yes, I'm, it's almost coffee time. Mr. Awesome's over here. He's like, it's a half an hour pass. Yes. Time. <laughs> we're going for coffee. So no, I'm we're gonna, not. We're sitting <laughs> left the goddamn computer. Hey, mouth. The bloody computer? <laughs> so I'm going to sign off. I am going to sign off right now. (laughs) I I, I am a woman. So, let me. Yes, you are. (laughs) So, thank you for tuning in and joining in with me. I need to get this man some coffee. So, I'm going to go and (laughs) log off. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And I hope you found some value in this and know that you're not alone, that um, you will and can get through this. I promise you it might be a a very long journey and you might get tired along the way. But please, I believe in you. I know you can do this. And again, anytime, if anybody needs to talk, if you just need um, maybe just a prayer, by all means, message me privately. I'm happy to do that for you. So I'm going to sign off. You will find the podcast link for this a little bit later on after I do Coffee with Mr. Awesome. So you have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And thank you for tuning in.